the next big thing from Mercedes-Benz invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Lockie Hume. He's just flown in from Hollywood here. I know, he's going to say libelous things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. Well, we've already opened with a They Live reference and we love the obscure movie references oh, when Lockie yes. Hume comes in. Nerd hats on, everyone, if you're playing at home. <laughs> Last time we worked out how Superman cuts his hair. Yes, we did, we got emails And I can that. tell you, man, I actually met with some experts when I was in Los Angeles and they can confirm yeah. that that is correct. Superman cuts his hair by using his heat vision reflected off a mirror. That's nonsense. That can't be right. Well, we'll try it out today. Yeah, we'll Ed will use his heat vision. It's all coming up on our movie episode. Yeah, I've got some clips that, uh, that shouldn't be played. Oh, that's the way we <laughs> like them. But they will be played on Get This. I think they must be um, pretty sick to come and rob from primary schools. Or rob from anywhere. Uh, their values must be very low. Their values might be low, but the price of copper isn't. This isn't our price <laughs> of copper show. Copper updates. <laughs> Metallurgy and filmmaking coming up. <laughs> That's split ends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Hello, Get This everyone. Around the Nation. Myself, Tony Martin. It's our movie edition, so I'm played by Andrew McCarthy, <laughs> uh, Ed Cavalier. Uh, I'll be Anthony Michael Hall today, as usual. Oh, not Chris Klein. And uh, obviously there's only one actor who could play me. Who's that, Lockie? The Goot. Oh, <laughs> Steve Guttenberg as Lockie Hume. And, of course, Antonio Banderas as Richard Marsland. How do we Richard? Lockie, you're back you. literally from Hollywood. Oh, uh, no, man, I got off the plane yesterday. I've got to tell you, there was this really interesting thing going on in LA um, they've done an anonymous poll of like the 50 most powerful agents and the 50 most powerful uh, studio executives in Hollywood and it had to be all done anonymously right they, they've got to earn a living obviously and they were asked who were the worst people in Hollywood to work with. and how high did you come How'd on the go, list I, I came in a very very close second to Mick Malloy hey so, <laughs> now um, I love these lists yeah, I yeah like they I did know, one, this uh, is an interesting one though because they I, actually it's like raw data okay so let's have a guess we've got to have a guess Tone who do you reckon was top of the pile Russell Crowe surely. had to be he Wind was swept? described I can tell you he was described oh. as <laughs> A rude and arrogant man and somebody who was seriously depressed and needed help. Oh. <laughs> well, poor By executives. I know. <laughs> Film executives I, said I that. Know, I know. <laughs> I, can't help, I can't help but feel the Goot's got to take some responsibility yeah, for that, I, though, because yes. Russell is a, is a Kiwi. And ever since saying. Don't Tell Her It's Me was aired oh. on the show... Are we going to have to play those lines again? Our <laughs> Newcastle listeners haven't heard them. Cue them up, Mr Marsland. But you're right. I mean, when... When studio executives are pointing the moral compass, <laughs> yeah, deep, I know from behind their ponytails, these, you're in these, deep trouble. These are guys who need to be delivered medical spines <laughs> as Christmas gifts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who now, else is on the list? Mike, interestingly, Michael Mann rated as the most disagreeable filmmaker. Really? Why? Yeah, Why he does do a lot of takes. Yes, okay. but I think he's he's considered, according to this poll, as a bit of a bully and you know, he's right? very rude. But they also all qualified it by saying he's still so damn good as a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put up with it, yeah. and interestingly, also Brian Grazer, Ron Howard's producing partner, was oh. voted worst producer to work with because Why? he was a sh I quote shameless self promoter. But he was followed very closely by my dear friend and producer of the Matrix films, Joel Silver, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. who was regarded as the biggest nutcase in Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's a very funny man. If you see uh, the impressions of him, if you've ever seen Rick Moranis doing yeah, his yeah. impression of Joel Silver, and for those 
those uh, those listening, if you've ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I have. Joel Silver plays the uh, the head of Maroon Cartoons at the start, who goes oh, berserk at Roger Rabbit at the very beginning of the movie. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. And who was the one you said before that? Uh, was, uh, Brian Grazer. Brian Grazer. He's the bloke who works with Ron Howard. Always yeah. looks like he's just stuck a fork in a toaster. That's exactly. <laughs> to get the hair happening. <laughs> and his hair's like stayed the same. But if you like do a progression of photos of Brian Grazer over the years, he's getting more and more withered yeah. and old. And he's. I reckon I give it ten years. He's going to look like a piece of beef jerky in a t-shirt. Well, <laughs> enough about the executives and all that lot. Let's get to the movies themselves. And last Stop time knocking. you were here, big debate about obviously how Superman cuts his hair. Yep. Yep. After you left, there was a lot of debate about how he gets into the Fortress of Solitude. Mm-hmm. It was a giant key in the comics. Yeah. Under under a giant doormat. Under a giant doormat. <laughs> I knew it would be something like that. <laughs> No, uh, you idiot. Oh, a lot of people are chiming Come in on, on this. Uh, save it, save it, guys. Don't pick early. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Rob Brown has uh, backed up your theory of how Superman uses his heat vision, bounces it off a mirror to cut the facial hair, uh, and then he adds, his other hair we can only assume is done the same way. Mm, now I'm picturing nice. Superman with the pants open, with a, a series a, of mirrors, maybe a, a 7-Eleven uh, mirror. He's got a super Brazilian. It's a smoke coming out of the pants. It's a big job. It's not easy being super. Wow, so that I mean, the word too. Can I just say a big thing? Is that Rob? Yeah, Robbie Brown. Thanks, Rob. Good on you, mate. I appreciate you for backing me up because they were looking at me like I was a lunatic when I unveiled that. Surely you caused some trouble uh, in Hollywood. What were you doing over there? Firstly, I know Macbeth is well, we uh, the, getting about. We had the premiere of Macbeth at Toronto. Yeah. Um, and man, I don't know. I just look. I did my first movie in Toronto ten years ago, which is this film I wrote called Men with Guns. Yeah, that's and right. There's just something about me in Toronto that doesn't mix. Oh, really? Is yeah, that right? So what did you do? Oh, it just rubs me the wrong way. I nearly went postal, and you know, nearly, nearly. nearly. I'm like, don't. I'm not going to be drawn into a tone. I'm not going to scandalise myself on what air. You, uh, what interesting thing? Oh, yeah, Canadian t- Telecom have got a few problems. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> the word. Word's going hardware. Down at the okay, tough love office right, yesterday. Yeah, I'll, I'll come clean. I, I, I smashed up a phone yeah. in my hotel room. Okay, but that was once the crime was I'm committed. Once, uh, one, once the crime was committed, I, I see. There's the difference, by the way, folks, between me and Russell Crowe. I took it out on the phone. I didn't yeah. take the phone out on the hotel. There it is. Okay? Okay, <laughs> I did it in the privacy the of my room. That's why Lucky's okay. not on the list. But once I realised that that crime had been committed, having that smashed up phone in the room was kind of like having a corpse in the room. Oh, I realised I had to smuggle ah. the corpse out. <laughs> so I was there for a couple of days. So I, I hid you it all in it. a plastic bag. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it because I couldn't ring room service anymore. No. So I was stuck in the, in the room. But I, I stuffed it in a plastic bag and then casually the next morning went for a stroll around the back of the hotel and <laughs> dropped it in a dumpster. Ah, disposed of the body. <laughs> yes. There you go. The, the perfect crime, of course, until I come back here and had confessed to it on and national what radio. Caused, what was that? Now, let me guess. Some review of Macbeth yeah. or something that Jeffrey Wright said or didn't say at the premiere. Yeah. It was, some uh, look it was probably a combination of all three. I tell you, I was that drunk. I can't remember what was going on. Hey, you know, but because uh, you've gone head to head with uh, reviewers Everyone. over the years, I have. Yes, who's this bloke you were telling me about? Oh, yeah. Who's uh, beating them up? Oh man! Oh god! Talk about worst lists. One person who didn't make this worst list in Hollywood. It's because no one in Hollywood would ever want to do any business with him. He's a film director who I've been investigating in my, you know, desire to know the scurrilous underbelly of the industry. His name is Uwe Boll. Oh, yes. Uwe Boll. B-O-L-L. Now, now this guy 
he make his career has been founded on taking video games and doing crappy film adaptations hey. of video, video but he's games. quite happy about that he That's... loves it but he sees himself in the mold of like a david lynch or a sergio leone oh, right. as opposed to the edward d wood jr bracket <laughs> yeah. that he probably <laughs> should be falling under what are some of the the bold titles okay well who... he did a film called blood rain and oh, so what's yeah, amazing is the casts he gets he's got ben kingsley in blood rain <laughs> you know what i mean like, what is Ben Kingsley hard up for a buck that he's got to nick off to Prague to do an Uwe Boll film? What's the world coming? That's like one of the four signs of the apocalypse, man. Oh, I don't see, like, don't want to see Gandhi stooping that low. No, no, <laughs> but, um, you know, Uwe Boll, I, basically... Did one Alone in the Dark? He did Alone in the Dark. Yeah. He's done House of the Dead. Um, House of the Dead? I, I don't know, man. I don't watch these things. But suffice to say, he's just copped the mauling from fans. Yeah. From, it, no one likes his films. Not even the people who buy the video games and then would not you know, ordinarily be somebody who would buy a ticket to one of his movies. Even they hate this guy because right. he just completely throws out the plot of the video game and just comes up with his own crap. So okay. How does he keep making films? Well, it's all some sort of self-finance. He's got some dodgy financing deal from somewhere. I don't know. I and so I, what's I, he I'm done? Just, I've just begun my investigation. Uh, when I, I'll be, next time we do a movie show, I'll be back with the results. But the, re, the reviewers do love to just kick into the bowl oeuvre. That's true. And, and so, so what's he decided the, the, to do? The oeuvre oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so, the bowl. so what he did, what Mr. Uwe Bowl has done is challenged these critics to a series of boxing matches <laughs> so that he can beat the crap out of them in the ring. And, and he's, he's, up done to, he's up to six. He's, up he's to done six, six of them. And they and say yes. That's what I like. They, they, of course, they were all happy to, to jump in. And one, interestingly, though, and he really took it very seriously. I mean, he was beating the living crap out of these critics. Wow. Right? And who hasn't wanted to do that occasionally? <laughs> but this is taking a little bit too far. One of the critics, though, a guy called for, who writes for a magazine called Rue Morgue, a guy called Chris Alexander, who was one of the opponents, says... I think I got him once in the face for Alone in the Dark, and I got maybe one or two for Blood Rain. <laughs> I have absolutely no regrets. This is the weirdest pop culture bizarre journalism stunt I've ever been involved in. Fantastic. And, you know, let's hope that Uwe Boll uh, pops down under to maybe take oh. on David Stratton. Oh. I, I, look, I, I'm just thinking maybe Uwe Boll might somehow be involved in Yobbo's Up the Guts. Oh, look. Kinda... If Yobbo's Up the Guts goes down at the hands of the critics, and we've had no updates whatsoever. No, yeah, what's going on with it? In case uh, Newcastle are wondering, this is a, an Australian film that's being shot in the outback. Yeah. Bill Hunter, Bill Hunter is taken over directing after uh, the Star Warrior Kappa punched out the Russian director. Yep. Creative differences. Yep. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. They're and not even waiting for the critics. Hey, hang on, <laughs> hang on right. a second. Hang on, did Kappa get dumped from the film or did the d director got dumped? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, you don't, hey, you, Kappa, you don't take a star of Kappa's calibre off a movie like Yobbo's. That's the very guts, true. Because it's the director goes, mate. Will strip in your garage for three grand. Uh, so, long as no, so long as there's no grass. Ten, now, the thing is, uh, what, because it must be finished because Kappa's back on the Gold Coast selling, selling timeshare. And it oh. was supposed to be coming out in November, yeah. even though it was still shooting in August. That often happens, though. That often happens. They often push release, release dates back closer to awards season. Oh, that's true. Oh, okay. A lot of Oscars <laughs> buzz around Yobbo up the guts. There's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of buzz. Around Yobbo's up the guts. No, have you ever, you know how your film came out, Bad X, right? Yes. Now, did it get was it uh, universally lauded by critics? Oh, it was about half and half. Okay, I have so to say. what about what about you, T. Martin? Yeah. You get a mud wrestle with the ones that didn't give it a give, oh, it, give it a run. Yeah. Gee, it'd be quite a cue, though. Mm, I tell you. 
a striped style mud wrestle. They're all so fat though, the ones I'm thinking that's of. That's why that's why Cavalier said mud. If it was just you and some skinny guys, it would have been a jello wrestle. It would have been. I've been trying to get Mick Malloy to take on that Michael Adato from oh, the Sydney yeah, Moore. He's yeah, going yeah. down. Really? He's uh, no, but it's he's one it's got this kind of physique that's just gonna absorb the punches. <laughs> <laughs> and see I'm not gonna have much I'm trying to think me and David Stratton. But you got quickness yeah. on your side, man. You got quickness, and Stratton's getting old. You gotta I mean, whoop him. You, you gotta think I can whoop take Stratton down? I, I you reckon think, you gotta take David Stratton. Call in. You gotta whoop him. Call in. If you think that's the whoop Stratton, <laughs> if you reckon Tony can beat Stratton in a in a mud wrestle, g-strings, uh, call in. Call yeah. in. That is some disturbing sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good event. That's straight after the table tennis tournament's finished. Right, yeah. everyone. Off to the mud ring. So and uh, pre, pre-match entertainment, Warwick Kappa. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> In a garage. Whoa. On the paddock. Oh. So you say after the table tennis tournament. Yeah, yeah. And after the Todd and Brand Film Festival. Oh, it's Todd and Brand after gone. the Funniest we'll Home Videos. Of get this and after the show from inside a Look, canvas uh, bag. Big Richard And it's after Captain okay, Week. Okay, Snow Patrol. <laughs> That'll be Snow Patrol here at Get This Around the Nation. It's our movie edition, and it's brought to you by Mercedes-Benz and their next big thing. We reckon it's going to be a talking van. Surely it's going to be that. A van that can review movies. That's what I'm hoping. You just suck at the lights. How many stars for that Ellery Duff film? Uh, none. Three? No. Oh, you've been watching Hillary Duff. Films. Yeah, the doof. Oh, yesterday. <laughs> the doof. Funky Hume is here. Oh, the shade. I, uh, I said I'd go and watch the uh, Aquamarine. Have I you heard... done that? Well, it's a funny thing because I went to the movies to go and have a look at it, and it's uh, it must be like holidays or something, or or, or yeah. just finished or something going on. Because I went there and it was during the day, and I was the only. It's all very confusing. Twenty-something-year-old male. Yeah. Amongst a sea of like teenage girls, right. and this is a problem. Why? No, because you look like a sicko, Lockie. You look like when you're just rocking up, saying one, one for Aquamarine. You feel like they're going to hand you a trench coat. You know what I'm saying? So I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go. I couldn't go through. You couldn't go through couldn't it. Go. Because, you panicked because this no. is a, a film that's set in the states, but shot in Australia and just populated with Australian accents. And oh, are, you, are you American accent? Are you are you in it, Ed? Are no, you in no, this no. Film? no, no. But not I know. Uh, pretending to eat a burger in the background <laughs> right. or some such thing. Uh, Who's in there? Sean McAuliffe's in there doing an American uh, accent. Yeah, he is. He's in there. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch. Anyway, has he been sacked yet? No. We need him to be sacked <laughs> so we can come on our show. <laughs> so Surely I'm, that show's going to be hacked soon. Everybody, just give Vega a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's best not to name them though. <laughs> Usually, we don't name them when we do that. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's all right. Somebody had to give them a plug. They've run out of their advertising budget already. Let's get back to movies. Yeah. I generally don't bring up uh, bad eggs. No. But the, it does uh, lead me to a phenomenon that mm-hmm. uh, does happen on TV occasionally mm-hmm. when they show movies. Tom Gleisner pointed it out years ago. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when they go to the ads, or when they used to go to the ads on Channel 10 yeah. when they were showing it, they'd have a little card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd play a bit of theme music. Yeah. yeah. And the card they would show was the shot from the end of the movie where Harrison Ford and Karen Allen are tied mm-hmm. to that post. Mm-hmm. Oh, that way you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. 
Because if you remember, the whole middle hour of Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. you think she's dead because yeah. she disappears into that basket uh, and then the basket right. puts in the yeah. truck and the truck blows up. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go to the ads on Channel 10, there she is tied to the park. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Channel 9 did that when they showed Bad Eggs. They showed uh, the, the logo when they went to the ads was everyone just walking away happily, happily. ever after. <laughs> happily ever after <laughs> at the end of the film. And they also, for some reason, had a disgrace, David Stratton, every time they went to the ads. Really? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Any news on our boxing match yet? Um, uh, yeah, no, he's keen. Would he's, we have glasses on, do you think? Would no, we keep it, the glasses it, it, on? It's goggles. It'd be goggles, I reckon, for your mud. G-bangers yeah. and goggles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best first to five, f- five rounds. A win by a pinfall or submission. He's going to have a Criterion Collection laser disc down the back of his pants. <laughs> he's going to be pulling something. Smack you with it. <laughs> hey, uh, he fights dirty, doesn't he? I've heard that. Uh, what are we talking about here? Ed has got some clips. Well, I never know what we're going to do in these movie shows, so yeah. I try and have a couple of clips ready. Well, yeah. I wish you'd read the memos, because Tony and I have this all worked out. <laughs> it's all prepared over this end, buddy. <laughs> Listen, uh, I've, so I've got uh, something from a film that I want to sizzle yeah. called The Aristocrats. Now, before I say it's, fr- it's Penn and Teller. No, Penn and Teller, is that their name? It's the they- dirty. Dirtiest joke of all time. It's, it's a hundred comedians telling it. It's hilarious. I was in the surely sh- nothing we can play on the show. Well, this is this is all that we can play. This is Bob Saget from Full House, <laughs> ab- about the the dad from Full House about to tell the joke, and this is all we can play. His family, mother, father, and four kids, and the agent goes, "Well, what do you people do?" Father's like, "Watch us." That's it. That's it's an hour and 40 minutes. And that's the only bit you can play. <laughs> and, that's, and even then, I had to Man. clean it up with Maddie for about 20 minutes. Uh, that, <laughs> oh, that's, wow. It is, if yeah. you like filth, uh, and lots of it. Yep, it, that's it is, us. It's, 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 it's Armitage. Yeah, it's, the, it's brilliant. And I love Bob Saget's version is one of the best. He's just... Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the film, but I did. Rem- I remember reading the review. And Marsland, you've, uh, you've hit the nail on the head yet again. There because you go. Uh, I know you're a bit of a Saget kind of a fella. You're kind of a full house kind of a guy. You are a full house guy. Isn't he, don't you he think? He looks a bit like Joey. He's got a touch of that. He's got a bit of the Olsen twins or lure so about him as well. a touch of the Olsen twins I thought about maybe him. Dave Coulier. Who's Dave Coulier? Oh, yeah, he was on that. And I saw him on Celebrity Dancing on the Ice thing in the States, <laughs> man. And he was really cool, man. You are, I can see a big, big future for you, Marslin. Oh, you just play, you, you play your cards right, old wind swept, and we'll get yeah. you where you need to be going. All right. And Alanis Morissette can write a song about me. Oh. Yes. Well, I'm sure she'll have that on Things to Do yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> that jumper of yours. So much, note. There's so much going on here. Hang on, the aristocrats, I'm certain there would be reference to the phrase Dirty Sanchez. Oh, it's... Uh, yeah, which it's came up on the show out. the other day. And I heard we, it. we're talking about the Screech uh, oh, sex video. Oh, man. Have you yeah. seen it, Lockie? No, I haven't, but it was the buzz of LA, man, when I was there, because this is the funny thing. The buzz, it was the, the buzz, buzz of LA. Every meeting I was in, that was like, why, did, why, why do I look like the kind of guy who would have seen the Screech oh, Dustin wow, Diamond porno video? Because every meeting I was in was like, hey, man, have you seen the Screech porn yet? <laughs> That's, I don't know, I haven't, but I, but I, I, like I did him. read about it on the net, and the great thing out of it is his agent goes, maybe now we'll start getting some bookings that his career's got a bit of hate on him. Oh. Of Sanchez heat, <laughs> he's going to ride it's that like, Sanchez woo, tsunami all the way to way box to office <laughs> gold. You know, you know, any actor with half a brain would go, "Well, you know what? The career's in the toilet. Why don't we think about getting ourselves out of this mess by maybe developing a comedy idea or yeah, developing yeah, yeah. something?" But yeah. not, but not the brainiacs at Dustin Diamond Incorporated at <laughs> yeah. Screech Inc. It's like rip your kid off. Let's get, let's get a camcorder on you. I don't know if this is buzz that you want to be capitalising no, on. But save. 
Sanchez. <laughs> Sadly, one thumb up. Uh, right, what other clips have you got for us, Ed? Uh, <laughs> well, I thought then we'd do classic movie lines. I thought oh, yeah. we'd do that. And one of the films that we like to give a bit of sizzle to is The Flying High and Your Aeroplane. Because yes. the thing is, it dawned on me that I thought everyone had seen this film a hundred times. Yeah, surely. But I met someone the other day who'd never seen it, never heard of it. This is airplane everywhere in the world except Australia. Yeah. Where local distributors went, people might think it's a real airport movie. Yeah. We better call it Flying High. And it's mm. an amazing, like, uh, satire. Yeah. yeah uh, and it's, uh, but it's also, it's also made, set as an absolute drama, as a, as a yes. kind of, like, disaster film. Yeah. And this is just a classic, classic line that, that from, from this. Here we go. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. <laughs> oh, it was great this day. And that's your Leslie Nielsen. But people quote them back to you. You know, they thrash those lines. They do. Death. They do. Yeah. And that's one of the ones that gets absolutely caned. But the film itself... If you haven't, if you haven't ever seen it, come I've on. Seen it, but I don't. I I think the Naked Gun is far superior. Listen and learn, Stratton. That's <laughs> <laughs> where the big end is. Yeah. The big end of movie town. <laughs> Flying Eye v Naked Gun. Look, if you want to box about it, I yeah, just yeah. The, look. I think this show is going along swimmingly, but we're not really geeking it out enough. Oh, we're look, not if getting we're, into the minutia. If are we? we're playing uh, great lines from movies, if you've got a bit of Gavin Wood from Houseboat, oh, we, we always go. love that. Hey guys, girls, it's party time. Come up here, the ma- oh, it's fuse magnificent. You'll bar up. Of course you will. Of course you will. How are the girls going to bar up? Yeah. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, what's he doing? He's back in The Departed. It's a Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. film. It's a it's remake awesome. of that uh, Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs, oh, the Hong it? Kong action film. Yes. Ah, good, good, and good. what's uh, Jack saying? Well, Jack's back. I just want to say that. Because yeah. you, can't, you can't talk about Nicholson no. without just saying that phrase. He's Jack's so back. He's been single from some time. Yep. So I have varied company. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a great, this is a fantastic quote from him. In terms of age, you could say that over the last year, I've probably covered the territory from 21 to 61. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Standing around! That's his 21 to 61. That's a, well, that's a couple of generations there. Doesn't look like he's done a day of exercise no. in his life. Why would he? Why would he? He doesn't, need, he? To. He doesn't, he need, doesn't, to, doesn't need to do anything. It just doesn't worry about there's no place. Look, no. Here he is, in this picture from the paper, there is just sitting... Stomach hanging out, sunglasses on, big Cheshire grat, Cheshire cat grin. Grin is the word you find <laughs> oh, there. Years in radio, I've done it to me. Yeah. And he's just—he's just got these nubile twenty-year-old supermodels dripping off him. <laughs> you know, like they like he had them sewn onto his jacket. <laughs> Is that going to be good? I, I oh, hear he's um, he's dark. He's the, gone back to his dark, dark, dirty Nicholson approach to acting. Uh, I've just read this interview where I don't know how this ties into the plot of The Departed Tone, but I will say that Jack is proudly trumpeting the fact that he's doing a scene with a strap-on dildo. Apparently, yes. <laughs> it's an interrogation scene. Yes. Well, what else would it be? <laughs> Where he's got the dildo out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Family uh, entertainment coming I, your way I in think The Departed. We've, we've reached our level. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Ed used to work in a video shop. How many years? Eight and a half. We're going to have a special I, I, tribute. I hear that it was a family-run video store. It was. It was mm. Mom and Pop. Wow, we. Yeah, yeah. Not your mum and pop. No, not my mum and pop. <laughs> They've sh- never been located. I shudder to think what it would be like if they'd run one together. They'd <laughs> be boarded up out the front. Oh, We've got a treat for uh, video shop fans. Anyone who's ever worked in a video shop, that'll be coming up next. Right. Get this. What? 
absolute twaddle. For the next big thing from Mercedes-Benz. Around the nation. Ooh, that was it's a new one. And so, Newcastle, too. And Newcastle on KFM. That was Mervo a uh, new one, Tony. Mm. You went, instead of going, yeah, let's get this, you went, oh. Around the nation. I'm rotating them. Some yeah. taste better than others from different markets. <laughs> that cut through. That cut through. It's our movie episode. Yeah. Let's not talk about anything but movies, Ed. Okay. Uh, the Superman debates, I think, are oh. over. We've worked out how he cuts his hair, yep. how he gets into the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. How he gives himself a Brazilian. Uh, where, yep. he, where he keeps the normal clothes yep. in a pocket in the cape. Pop in, yes, pop in the cape. that's right. Okay. Okay. You never let me finish that. You'd never let me finish that. Mean? That's because, because we only you, have a one-hour show. You started getting stuck into me about that. I yeah. said he compresses the clothes down and I was a about to say, put mm. some in a little pocket in the back of the bag uh, and cut me off. So, my question was, how would he then stretch him back out? Yeah, yeah and I said, super stretched. <laughs> they wouldn't look good. <laughs> They'd look all I'm sure, I'm sure at the time I had a very scientific explanation yeah, yeah, for yeah. you based on my knowledge of Kryptonian fact. <laughs> Superman 2, the Richard Donner version, is coming out on DVD. It's yes. getting really good reviews, yeah. too. Now, really I, good I don't have that much of a problem with the existing Superman 2, a lot of which was done by Richard Lester, who did yeah, the Beatles movies. But the, the general problem is is that what Lester did, he went for pratfall and he went for joke, whereas yes. what Donner went for was realism as right. much as he could, a sort of heightened sort of Norman Rock well, realism. But the reviews have been awesome, and there's one famous scene um, which they never shot, which is Lois pulls a gun on Clark and shoots him. Right. And, of course, he doesn't react, but then it turns out it was blanks, and that's how she uh, figures out that he's Superman. But they never shot awesome. that scene, but they actually, for Margot Kidder's screen test with Christopher Reeve, they had the set built, which they used to do back right, in those right, days. Right. And so they've inserted the screen test as the... As that scene oh, in the film. Right. That's so they've hot. really done a very good job And if they had to digital this. it up a bit or? Um, I think uh, Warners have spent the money getting the negatives all cleaned up beautifully. I mean, there's so many stories about what happened there, but they were shooting Superman 1 and 2 at the same, same time. time yeah. And then Brando was going to get, if they used any footage of him from the... In the second movie, yeah. they're going to have to send him a check for about ten yeah, million bucks. Yeah, but the bucks. only reason Brando demanded that is because the the Solkins, who were the producers, fired Richard Donner. Yeah. Basically, what happened? They were running out of money. They had a hundred percent of Superman one in the can. They had eighty percent of Superman two in the can. They said to Donner, "Go and finish off Superman, edit it up, get it out there, so we can get some money coming in." And then they fired him right. when he only had twenty percent more of Superman two to do. So they brought in Richard Lester who to this day Donna hates his guts because they were friends at the time. Mm. And um, Lester came in and reshot stuff and the actors completely lost faith in the Mm. project because they loved Richard Donner so much. And from Brando's point of view, he simply said, well, if you haven't got... I signed on to this because of Richard Donner. If Donner's not going to be there, you have to pay me $10 million now... (laughs) <laughs> for, for the three minutes of footage you want to use. And I want it all in bacon. Yes. <laughs> With a padlock around it, so I can't eat it. But, uh... So, well, anyway, we're getting the final, you know, we'll be able to compare. Yeah. They're putting out a DVD this with both great. versions. Mm. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be really great. good. And it's really everything that was wrong with the last Superman movie. Mm. Not enough people chucking buses yep. through billboards. Punching guys into, into the, the sun. sun. Punching into the sun. That's what you want to be in a Superman movie. Not enough, mm. like, uh, like, like Superman's got all these, like, the problems of the world to yeah. solve. Yeah. But he's decided to pick on, like, street hoodlums stealing That's watches. Right. Mm. I love that. Mm. He just targets mm. one guy. Yeah. Mm. Taking cats out of trees. Yeah. You know, that's the Superman we love. That's my soups. (laughs) All right, the Superman debate can continue at another time. We need music. What have you got, Ed Cavalier? You know what? I'm tired of guitars. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of... uh, I've moved on. Like, there's a new... 
thing in the world, uh, which is called synth. Synth drums, synth synth. Wow, uh, we've ended the 80s, have we? We've ended the, or the late 80s, perhaps. Ah, pretty yeah, cutting yeah. edge stuff, pretty it's, cutting it's, edge. Look, I, I don't want to, uh, I want people to sort of stand back from the radio, because this might just blow your mind, all right? Everybody, listen to the sounds of the future. Two, three, four. Ah. It's the future, is it? Yeah, these are not actual instruments. These are synthesized instruments I'm putting through a machine. Wow. Ooh. All right. The future, it's so octagonal. It's almost like a new order. <laughs> it's almost like a new order. Hey, my feet are starting to tap, Ed. Is, is, that, is that a good sign? Yeah, look, and now you're wearing a headband you didn't Whoa. know you had. Hang on. <laughs> That's yeah. new order. Loving it. True faith. Here at Triple M or at KOFM if you're in Newcastle. Ding, ding. Oh, it's our movie episode. Lockie Humor's here. Good evening. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about things you've tried to copy from the movies. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm going to give the number now so people can start calling in because I don't think we'll get to a song. One triple three five three is the number. Yes. And to give you an example of what we're talking about because we were just running through stuff that you might have seen in a movie and tried to emulate. Yes. Well, I just I don't know what movie it was from, but I remember when I was like a teenager, my buddy Slingo had just got his driver's license <laughs> right. and he drove his car at me. Did he just? Right, and I tried to jump up onto the bonnet oh, and yeah. like run over the roof of the car yeah. so the car went underneath oh, me. Right? That's, yeah. so, I've always wondered if that would work. I no, think, it didn't. didn't you it have... didn't work. Didn't, uh, I slipped and went smack onto the hood. But <laughs> that happened again at the premiere of Macbeth. Didn't Jeffrey Wright come at you in a, in a station wagon? Yeah, I couldn't see if he was driving there because you can't really see. He can't really see over the oh, steering wheel. Oh, phones will be the, smashed. Uh, I tried to do the thing from uh, I think it's Lock Up, the Stallone movie, where you throw the belt. Yeah, over. no, it's Tango and Cash. Oh, yeah. Tango oh, and Cash. Oh, when Stallone it's... and Kurt Russell throw the belt. That's it. I tried to throw the belt, and uh, we erected this like bit of uh, wire, a oh, sort of rope, at my at my friend's house. And when I was a kid, and it just you just you throw the ro- the belt over. That's fine. What do you do? You throw what? Oh, it's like a fly. You, 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 oh, you turn into a flying pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm being chased by a baddie. Yeah, I've got to get down there. And there's nothing I can do. I can't jump. Whip the belt over. Did you do on. it over an actual power cord though? Power nah, line? Well, no, no, no. Because we we, we 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 got some rope and tied it to a fence and right. then onto uh. a balcony. And I jumped up, and then just the two fence palings. And when I as soon as my body weight got on it, the fence just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how come that happens? How come we can't just be as cool as Kurt Russell? You know? Well. I know. Hey, I just remembered the movie. I just remembered the yeah. movie where I was trying to emulate Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, of course. The goes under the car. There's so many Swingo things. Swingo and I were Back to the Future maniacs. That's I'm, what we were trying to do. I'm very keen, as I've mentioned before, to emulate, well, so many movies where you've lost the keys to your car, so just reach under the steering column. All two bits of wire. Yeah. Touch them together. But there's another movie Where thing you go? can do. What's another that? movie thing you can do, which is pull the visor down and the spare set will drop. Oh, there's always a set of keys yeah. up there. All right, start thinking about that, everybody. That's and a good idea. The, I, one, the unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that, I'm, uh, that I'm acting out, kind of, uh, that I don't really want to be, because I seem to constantly be acting out Anthony Michael Hall's dorky friend character for 16 <laughs> Candles, which is nice. You're the, you're 20, the fifth wheel. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? years on, it's going swimmingly. Wow, so it's you, sort of halfway to John Cryer country. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> okay. I've just oh noticed today, though, with you, Ed, is it, maybe it's just me, but... This session of the movie show has sort of turned into a bit of an outing and therapy session yeah, for you. We're, 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 we're dealing with your, like your... Yeah, it is. It is Family it is. issues? That's yeah. a whole week of the show. <laughs> that's scheduled for later. We can, we that's like a that'll time. be a 12-hour podcast. It's going to be a big one. Uh, but just while we're waiting p- for people to call in, mm. uh, because Ed used to work at a video mm. shop, and Mr. Marsland uh, requested this sketch. This is a sketch uh, from 10 years ago. 
of from uh, Martin Malloy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you, you'll notice the film references are slightly out of date. <laughs> <laughs> On this show, as perhaps as not. As opposed to our show or the one you're about to play? <laughs> <laughs> Both. But let's just uh, hop in the time machine and go off to a party. Oh, mate, I see what you're saying, but it's no Bombay rock. I mean, I remember seeing moving pictures on stage with Swanee one night when the original bass player from Avalanche just jumps out of it. It is. Sorry, do I know you? It's you, isn't it? Who? It is everybody, it's him. Oh, for fuck's sake. Do your line. What line? Come on, mate, you know the one, just do it, do the line. If I do, will you stop pestering me? Come on, just do it. All right. Bit of quiet, please. <coughs> Have you ever bought or rented a video that wasn't quite right? All right, mate, you are a legend. Okay, mate, you've had your fun. Now piss off. Thanks, mate. So, anyway, Gadinsky and Barnsley rock up with that bloke who used to play session keyboards for Wah Wah Nee. And Jimmy says, mate, we've got Doc Neeson unconscious in the boot. Diesel's coming over with the nugget. Mate, just put it on. Put it on. Got to play for your first. I told you, it was in the car park of the court area. How could it? Well, what are we gonna? Oh, hang on a sec. Oh shit. Mate, what's that number you say? What number? Come on, you know. One eight hundred. That's it, mate. Could you call for us? Oh, hey, I don't come think on, that. all these guys are waiting to see this tape. All right, all right. Oh, legend. One eight hundred. Hello. I've got what looks like a dodgy tape. Nah, mate, say it properly. I may have bought... Or rented. Or rented a tape that <laughs> isn't quite right. That's right. An inferior copy, recognisable by the absence of copyright and other symbols on the spine. No. No, I'm not taking the piss. Well, actually, it is me, but I really do have a tape that isn't quite right. It's, uh... Well, I can't quite make out the name. It has what I'd call a poorly presented jacket. The uh, title appears to contain the word anal. What? Hello? Hello? Mate, what'd you say that for? Well, look, it says anal. Anaconda. It's anaconda. It's not even supposed to be out on video yet. Well, the name's just handwritten and text, or I mean, how... Now what are we supposed to do, you dipshit? Oh, now, hang on a second. I happen to... Who called up about a copy of Some Like It Anal? Um... Come on, that video's been banned in five states. Who is this guy here? Oh, yeah. you f little shit. Hey, what all right. All right, come on, fellas, break it up. Oh, hey, what's this? A pirate copy of Anaconda? It's his. Now, hang on. Uh, 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 sir, don't you realise pirate videos rob artists and studios uh, of their actual income? Yeah. It's rightful. What? Pirate tapes rob studios of their rightful income. Looks like we got a smart ass, boys. Hang Better on. Better teach Look, him some no, manners. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I always said there was something about that guy that wasn't quite right. Zero, dear. Oh, man. No, Brilliant stuff. Sir, uh, don't you know the slogan? You know that slogan, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, which one? The, 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 the warning. Right, At so. which point do you want me to crack into it? Yeah. If you've ever bought or rented a videotape that wasn't, uh, you may yeah, believe being a pirated copy, please phone this toll-free number for advice <laughs> or write to uh, uh, P.O. Box 515 Mona Vale. Wow. What's fascinating, uh, and when any time you guys play, though, the old Martin Malloy stuff, what fascinates me is how yes. you sound exactly the same tone. Yeah. 
But Mick started out like this. Hi, I'm Mick Malloy. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, Mick Malloy. Not as many Winnie Blues at this end of the table. You know what Winnie I mean? Blues. But no, uh, what I'm saying is that you can do that whole... Yeah, I can. And you've often done it on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something you would bust out to impress the ladies? Yeah, and look, here we are. Uh, as I say, <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, you know, other Matt Dillon and Esma friends of mine are you know, cracking on with the hot ladies. Mm. Hello to Vicky Ma, who is the producer of that sketch. No. But let's climb a mountain, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> That's Mick, surely. That was Mick. Uh, it's all time. They're all you, aren't they? Seven me's. Yeah, it's all you. Oh, really? I just can't get enough of me. Oh. Oh. And neither can we, Tony. We need a full we. bench here. Could you open up a uh, microphone for us? We welcome uh, Sean from The Shambles, which is uh, a show. Goes out on uh, Channel Thirty One. Uh, no one gets it. No one gets it at all. So. Community uh, television in Melbourne. That's not true. I was watching it in Hollywood the other week. Sean, it's it was it was raining its ass off. It's about the same sort of uh, quality as a Screech video. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't knock it because there's going to be a lot of heat on Screech because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dirty heat <laughs> on Screech. Heat. Uh, now, uh, Sean is our industry observer today. We occasionally have industry observers. Uh, it's like the you know the blokes who check that the Oz Lotto has yeah. been conducted yeah. correctly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but we're talking about things from movies that yep. you may have tried to do yeah, in real yeah. life. Have you ever done something like that, well, Sean? Well, I'm a bit like Lockie. And yeah. I've done, I think Michael J. Fox has touched all our lives at yeah, some point. Yeah. And I actually tried to do that as well. Except because we were filming a sketch and I went to jump on the bonnet, did the flip, yeah. and then knocked off the rearview mirror the <gasps> guy had. So oh, it was just oh one, you know, it's just a wonky arm thing mm. of a, for, for a long time. Mm. And that, but that was. Oh, but it's you had a crack at it. It was though. dangerous. Mm. You had a crack at it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the, uh, the one that's tempting is the Teen Wolf bus surf. Oh, yes. that's, yeah. See, that's a tempting thing to do. Yeah. Did yeah. you notice in Teen Wolf that they uh, all of a sudden just decided to change the, um, what's his name? Uh, Michael okay. J. Fox. No, no, the other guy. What's his oh, name? Styles. 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 And just, as if no one would notice that Styles was a different person. <laughs> hey, I've got to get a Boytown reference in here because this you'll yes. appreciate this. Go on. When we Boytown, which we've got the opening tomorrow night, yes. pretty much everybody in this in Triple M is somehow associated with the <laughs> movie. Right. So everybody will be there. But um, I played this character Boomstein, and I wanted yes. to have some T-shirt designs that I would wear in the movie. Mm. Now you will see in the film that I've got a T-shirt at one point that says "I'm with Satan." Yeah. That's what Styles wears in Teen Wolf. Oh, I did a Teen Wolf yeah, reference in Boytown. Well done, Lachey. Is there a Teen Wolf well 2 reference, done. though? No, See, that would be that would be really impressive. I am so impressed with that. Uh, mentioned Martin Malloy. We did this on Martin Malloy, things that you've emulated from movies. Oh, yeah. And my favourite one was a fairly drunk bloke who called up and said that he lived on a farm that had a waterfall, but quite a small waterfall, just like about 15, 20 feet. And him and his mates were quite drunk, and they decided to copy that scene from the mission where uh, oh, <laughs> strapped into a crucifix. Strapped to a crucifix, and they've gone like, "Okay, you get, we'll strap you to a crucifix, and we'll push you over this waterfall. It's only twenty feet. <laughs> what could happen? Nothing. What could possibly go wrong with and, that stunt? And like in the movie, he's gone over head first, so he's upside oh. down, and about three feet over the waterfall, he's got jagged on a rock, <laughs> and the whole thing's just stuck there. <laughs> In the waterfall with him hanging upside down and the cops were called. <laughs> wow. So that's copying a movie gone that's horribly wrong. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, but you see, the thing is, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, Sean is talking about a bit of Michael J. Fox mm. and old Ed Cavalier over here is trying to do a bit of Stallone Russell action. Mm. You know, if you're going to copy something from a movie, you want it to be cool. You yeah, want to accuse yeah, those guys. Yeah. These guys must have been really drunk. I mean, who wants to be De Niro and Jeremy Irons in the mission? Oh, I don't think anyone wants to be yeah. Jeremy Irons. 
<laughs> I've never wanted to be Jeremy Irons. Really? I do, I do a mean Jeremy Irons. Oh, here we go. I love them all, Sonny. Alexandra, I love them all. <laughs> all right. That's enough Jeremy Irons for one program. Uh, you have Who no is idea. on the line? Hello. Uh, is it uh, Stealth? Yes, how are you? Oh, hello, Stealth. Uh, what have you done, dare I ask? Look, I've got to say, I'm one of the biggest James Bond fans yeah. in the country. Good man. In okay. the world. Okay. Now, I've converted my car into a James Bond car. How did you do that? Is it I just go underwater? It's, well, I've tried that, you see. It's, it's a Nissan Pintara, so it doesn't go that Fair fast. Fair enough. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think but Bond drives inside, a Pintara in the new film. <laughs> yes, I think so. But inside, it's got switches and, uh, like, with, like, little labels underneath that say rockets and machine guns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and what are they connected up to? Um, a light that goes on when you switch it. <laughs> ah, great. Hey, look, can we ask you, what do you think of Daniel Craig as the new Bond? Look, I've seen the ads mm -hmm. uh, on YouTube, obviously, because it's the best website ever. You know yeah, it. Absolutely. And um, I, I, I like him. I it think he's the good. best since Connery. It does yeah. look good. It's looking mm. good. They've got a sort of a... a Blokey, a less metrosexual yeah, he Bond. Lo he looks like... He does look like he's in the Connery ilk. My only thing is, why couldn't they have just done the proper thing and tinted his hair dark, which is as described oh. in the Fleming novels. Yeah. Bond uh. has dark hair. Right. And they've obviously made it... Because the whole... What's driven this whole new recasting and the firing of Pierce Brosnan and the hiring of Daniel Craig is that the Broccoli family are terrified of the Jason Bourne films with yes. Matt Damon. They've really been stealing their thunder. So oh, they've almost like they've right, cast right, right. somebody who even sort of has the same colouring as Matt Damon. Uh, so okay. Take him on. I remember when uh, Cubby Broccoli died mm -hmm. and the Channel 10 News, I swear to you, they went, and the death today of film producer Cubby Broccoli. Oh is it broccoli? Broccoli. You know, that broccoli, the, the plant, the vegetable, was invented by the broccoli family. That's how they made their fortune. Didn't <laughs> really? you know that? No. Yeah, it's a cross-pollination between cauliflower. It's a, they cross-pollinated cauliflower with something else, which I can't remember what it was. They imported it into America, made their fortune. Yes. When Cubby took over the family, that's why it's called broccoli. It's named for their family. And when he took over the family fortune, he teamed up with Harry Saltzman and bought the Ian Fleming books instead of going on with the family. I'm trying to think of another film producer who's named after a vegetable. I can't no, come no. up with one. That, the vegetable is named after the film. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. That is a true fact. Weren't we talking to callers? Hang on, hang on. So I can invent vegetables? You can invent a vegetable. There are yeah. still some vegetables yet to be invented. You were invented. Yeah. I'm sure we have callers. I, I know there's some on the line here. Right over his head. Windswept Marslin got it. Invent a vegetable. Right? Is that our dovetail? Invent okay. a vegetable. We can't even get to the primary the topic. Let's go. Let's focus Tomorrow, on the Tomorrow, it's right? Invent a Vegetable yeah. Friday. Maybe this right? should be in the meeting. Head out there and cross-pollinate, people. All Who's right, uh, next here? Sorry, Martha, how are you? It's Martha. Hello. Martha, well, okay. Martha? Uh, hello, Martha. Now, uh, what have you? what did you do? Well, actually, I watched the movie Dumb and Dumber, and he got stuck to the um, ski lift chair with his tongue. <laughs> with the tongue. <laughs> and I actually went and opened my freezer door and licked it. And Good did it work? work? Did it work? Uh, yes, I did get stuck. And, and should we send someone around now? <laughs> How long have you been there? Uh, no, I did get off. Yeah, okay. Oh, and it's really not a good film to copy things from Dumb and Dumber. Like, for example, I don't think it'd be good to beat up somebody who's having a heart attack. No, <laughs> that or I, I, I don't think um, turbo laxative in your coffee yeah. is necessarily a good idea. Also a, a scene where they drink some liquid uh, from the beer bottles that they've been driving Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, urine consumption. That's not probably a good, not, not uh, a good thing to do. Kate Langbrook and Fiona Scott Norman will attest to that. Hello there, Mark. How are <laughs> really? you? Okay. 
mate. I'm great. Tell us, what have you done? Uh, yeah, the uh, movie Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Every time we play uh, golf with a couple of my mates on the 18th, it's a ritual to have a go and have a go at a Happy Gilmore. Really? Yeah. Do you uh, just run up and have a smack at it? Run up and have a smack, either pull your back out or, uh, or, yeah, or yeah, hit it left or right. Pull well, your back out. That's a good result. <laughs> wow. And uh, has it ever? Have you ever managed to hit it like true, like Happy does? Has anyone ever managed to absolutely cream it? That's flying, you know, not true and straight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We've had a couple that have gone pretty straight, but then yeah. left they go a little. They go a little bit left at the end. But no, it, it's actually a bit of fun. So. See, now if you were really dedicated to reenacting uh, scenes from Happy Gilmore on the golf course, you'd need the host of The Price is Right, <laughs> being Larry Emdur in this country, to pop down there for a fist fight. Yeah, yeah. now we're talking. That's it. This seems to be the running theme today, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's just take... We're taking them all on. It's, all, it's gone from just sort of simple film criticism, like when we went after the goot, okay, and now as we're just declaring fisticuffs. Okay. It's just raw. Stratton, Stratton's been named. Now Larry Emdur's in so the mix. It's, a, it's a raw, so, ugly, uh, violent I'm seeing program. a card here. I've got, I'm seeing a night now. It's Mark V. Larry Emder as the undercard, right? Yeah. Main event, Stratton, uh, Martin, G-string, mud wrestling That's go. That's it, and we call it Martin Palooza. Oh! <laughs> I hope this is radio. Sizzle! I hope it's not television. Hello, Luke. How are you? Hey, not too bad, mate. How are you doing today? Excellent, sir. What have you been doing? Uh, not much. Just working hard. Um, Good. Yeah, look, um, the part I always do, I uh, don't know if you guys have seen the uh, Super Troopers. I have. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, Super okay. Troopers. Meow, yeah, it's a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the part yes. that I always try to do at work is putting in the meows to the sense ah. and see how many times I can actually do it. What's your record? Um, probably about two before people catch on at the moment, actually. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> wow. Do we need a demonstration? Uh, I think we gave us one. He meowed at me uh, at the very start. Ah. Yeah. I certainly did. Ah, I'm onto you. And yeah. there's, there's another one as well in Super Troopers called The Repeater. What's that? The repeater. All right, that's enough of that, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to freak out. There's quite a lot in Super Troopers. Hello, Hello Phil. Phil? Phil? It looks like they're just opening his cell door. Phil, <laughs> he's, he's reenacting a scene from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Hello, Phil, are you there? Have you just been bludgeoned to death or something, Phil? Are you... <laughs> Listen carefully. Now. Hey, it sounds like a do? prison. Hey, what's he doing? It sounds like a prison. Now. It was like a gate being opened. Well, shush, Lockie, so we can hear. Wow. Imagine if we were to hear something that could get us onto the news. Oh, no. You know, like some key piece of evidence that was missing from the Warren yeah, Commission. Yeah, like, like blow out. Like blow out the De Palma film where he records <laughs> the assassination. That'd be great. But, but it just sounds like some we... guy's got his phone on by mistake and it's in his back pocket and he's <laughs> and walking he's down to the Burke Street Mall. If you're, <laughs> on the, if you're on the line to us, say hello. Hello. He's gone. He's gone. He's it was Juvie Bowl. That's it who it was. was. Bowl. Stalking us. Well, I think we've effectively run over by several minutes. Thank you, Lockie. Thank you for helping us achieve our goal. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Swinswept Marsland. (laughs) You've got that uh, Macbeth film still in cinemas and Boytown opening uh, October 19. Let's go, Boytown. And uh, Sean from The Shambles, you've got a DVD in the shops. You you will be appearing on it, apparently. Uh, I I don't know if you know this yet. I didn't even know I was being filmed, so now I'm on The Shambles It was out the front of your window. And obviously Richard Marsland, you'd have something to plug. I've got absolutely nothing and I'm doing it all day. (laughs) Good man. And he does it better than anybody else. Else. Our key phrase today, Ed, what was it? Oh, your bar up. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh... No, nothing. Nothing. Nothing no, to plug know, at all. What, no, I'm going to forward promote what's actually happening. What's happening? your essential 2000 countdown coming out with delicious music. Oh, the countdown continues here on Triple M. Yeah. Over at KO, they're just doing their own thing.
Juno. See you, Super Troopers. 